Hello and welcome to this, the 11th issue of Sound Teaching. In his book, The Abolition of Man, C.S. Lewis introduces what he chooses to call the Tao. As he says, it is the doctrine of objective value, the belief that certain attitudes are really true and others really false to the kind of thing the universe is and the kind of things that we are. That's from page 29 of the book. C.S. Lewis states that this doctrine of objective value, or Tao, has many forms, among them Aristotelian, Stoic, Christian, Oriental. He later claims allegiance, of course, only to the Christian form of Tao, rejecting all others as perversions. But for our purpose, it must be seen simply that the Tao does indeed exist. There is objective value in our relationship to others and our universe. But you see, secular humanists reject this. They build an entire philosophy around subjectivism. Their battle cry is, there are no moral absolutes. Well, Mr. Lewis ably points out the error of their position as well as their own inconsistencies in applying their position. These same humanists are proud of their positions on global population, the environment, war, things like that. Yet if they follow their own doctrine consistently, the positions that are opposite those they propose have equal merit. Continue population growth in poor countries. Subjectively, it can be given equal merit to the practice of birth control. The destruction of our environment for our own present use, subjectively, can be given equal merit to the preservation of the environment for posterity. The killing of human life for imperial gain, subjectively, can be given equal merit to the call for world peace. If there is no objective or absolute value, even such things as as genocide, murder, suicide, abortion, infanticide, can, and unfortunately, sometimes are justified subjectively. Perhaps an example will help clarify. If there is no inherent objective value in small children, then a man may subjectively, for himself, decide to harm small children. He may properly reason, little children irritate me, therefore any time I come into contact one, I'm going to hurt him. Well, this is, I admit, extreme, but it is nevertheless a logical outgrowth of the secular humanist philosophy of subjectivism. Now, you contrast that with a quotation from Mr. Lewis, again in his book in page 29. He says, I myself do not enjoy the society of small children. Because I speak from within the town, I recognize this as a defect in myself, just as a man may have to recognize that he's tone deaf or colorblind. Without the town, there is no man who ever lived who could be classified as a sociopath, no one who could be considered evil. Such an absurdity, of course, would give legitimacy to such monsters as Jack the Ripper, Joseph Stalin, and and even Adolf Hitler. A few humanists, when pressed, will actually admit that the Holocaust cannot be considered objectively or really evil. In fact, there is no such thing. They say only that many subjectively believe it to be so. It is evil to them. Well, this philosophy is abhorrent to any right-thinking man. Unfortunately, the secular humanism and subjectivism that is present is the prevalent philosophy of our society. They may not all take it to that extreme or be consistent in their application, but it is nevertheless there. 
The majority of our leaders, educators, reporters, social commentators, and celebrities, they accept secular humanism as a workable basis for their interaction in society. We and our children are inundated with the principles it espouses, and it is unfortunately attacking our faith in God and His Word. How about you? Do you think that stealing or lying sometimes can be justified? Do you think for yourself that baptism is not necessary to obtain salvation from God? Do you not have a feeling of great indebtedness to the lost of the world to spread the gospel? Are you satisfied with giving only a portion of your life to Christ instead of your entire being? Well, if that's the case, and any of those are a myriad of other questions we could ask, please recognize that the defect is in yourself, and then try to conform yourself more fully to the will of the Almighty Father in heaven. The Tao does indeed exist. Or to put it in Christian terms, God has revealed His will made up of real values, real morals, and real standards, and He expects us to conform our wills to His, to live within the scope of His absolute truth. Jesus in his prayer to the Father in John chapter 17 and verse 17 said, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.